Welcome to Podcast at Boatwright. I am Lucretia McCulley, Head of Scholarly Communications at Boatwright Library. Our author today is Eric Yellen, Associate Professor of History in American Studies. Dr. Yellen is the author of a new book, Racism in the Nation's Service, Government Workers and the Color Line in Woodrow Wilson's America, published recently by the University of North Carolina Press. In this book, Dr. Yellen argues that President Wilson's administration successfully segregated the federal government in the age of progressive politics. He investigates how the enactment of the segregation policy imposed a color line on American opportunity and implicated Washington in the economic limitation of African Americans for decades to come. Eric, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So to start off our conversation, what inspired you to write on this particular issue? Yeah, um, there's the little things and the big things. Um, So the little things are, I was familiar with Washington, D.C., and if you know Washington, D.C., and you're interested in questions of race and racism, you know that it's a city um, deeply segregated still, and and a city with a long history of tense relations between black and white residents, and that fascinated me because it's the nation's capital. It's supposed to be, um, uh, it's, it, one hopes it's a place where um, what's best about the country is on display. And then sometimes that's true, but in the case of race, perhaps not. And so I was curious about that. Um, and when, so that's a, a little thing. Uh, well, it's not a little, but it was, it was specific. More broadly, I'm interested as a scholar in how race gets made and gets... Mm-hmm. Um, understood in social circumstances. If we know that race is not a biological fact, right, that that people um, who we consider to be of color are not biologically distinct from people who we we do not consider to be of color, then what is it? And we know it's real because people experience it, and and people are victims of it, people victimize other people based on it. So it's real, but it's not biological, so what is it? And what historians know, what historians have learned, is that it's, it's something that's made in context. So if we know that, then the question becomes how. And I got interested in this topic. I was reading a a textbook, and there was one line that said that Woodrow Wilson had segregated the federal government. And that was it. And I didn't know what that meant. Did it mean that the federal government had not been segregated prior to 1913? And if so, that was a bit of a surprise. I sort of assumed that, like most institutions in the United States, it had been segregated since emancipation. and what did it mean to say the president did that? How did that work? And, and if it was such a drastic change, what was that experience like? And I realized that once I found out that it was true, that that um, federal government had not been segregated formally prior to 1913, then I thought, wow, that must have been dramatic. And if it was dramatic, maybe it tells us something about how race gets made in a particular time and place. And so that was what started me on the process of trying to learn more about that one line in a textbook. Great. Well, that's fascinating. Thank you. And how do you think the University of Richmond community could use this book to understand our own institution? Yeah, the book is about the turn of the 20th century and goes into the 1920s. And so, um, if nothing else, it's about history, and you can always learn about history. But for our institution, it's also a book about how social mores, how social beliefs, how um, social, what historians would call social constructions, get written into institutions, get written into bureaucracies, and how they get justified. And 
every institution has a story to tell about itself. Um, sometimes that's history, sometimes that's names and dates, and sometimes it's a narrative about that justifies um, who we think we are, who we want to be. And when Woodrow Wilson segregated, or when his administration segregated the federal government, there was a justification, there was an explanation. It was an explanation that surprises many people, because the explanation was that this is what's good for the country. The explanation was that this is reform. The explanation is that this is progressive. And so any institution that builds explanations um, to justify what they're doing needs to imagine the context for those justifications and needs to imagine um, who wins and who loses and who has stake in those justifications. Um, Woodrow Wilson's administration was progressive in important ways, did things that were amazing for the country, but to what extent that allowed that was allowed to be a cover for other kinds of things that we would today consider to be a lot less progressive is something that can any institution can learn from, I think. Well, thank you. I'm sure you'll be talking about your book on campus, so maybe we sure. can have some of those conversations. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> and how did undergraduates contribute or assist you with the development of this book? Yeah, I mean, the, the kind of work that historians do is solitary and lonely work, um, and so it, it, it rarely benefits from the, thing, the kinds of things students can do in terms of the um, day-to-day research. But I have three undergraduates that I, at UR that I thanked in the book. Because as I was writing my acknowledgments, I suddenly realized that in the process of explaining what I was doing to these three really excellent undergraduates, I learned a lot about what I wanted to do, and I learned a lot about how to articulate what I was doing. And so I think the most important role undergraduates play was to teach me how to talk to people who are not inside my head mm-hmm. and haven't seen the documents I've seen and who are earnestly interested but start from nothing. Um, and that, that was a real gift. Okay, thank you. And how would you envision undergraduate students using this book for their study and research? I think, you know, in the simplest sense, to learn about the history of, of the early 20th century and to learn about the history of the federal government and, and, and the process of segregation. Um, that's obvious. But I think they can also learn um, or use it to talk about processes for imposing social rules within institutions. So the book can, can be used in a class that's thinking about um, institutions or, or bureaucracy, but also um, beliefs and narrative. And because there's a section in which I talk about the narratives that came out of administrators who wanted to explain why what they were doing was good. Um, and so certainly in the history class in the early 20th century, early 20th century history class or an African-American history class, but also a class about management and also a class about um, narrative and philosophies of justification, right? And, and certainly in any discussion about justice. And so many of our students here move on to work in Washington, mm, yes. so this may interest them as well. It's an explanation <laughs> of what you've discovered. <laughs> right. And our last question how did library services support you in writing this book? Enormously. And I continue to be incredibly grateful. Uh, first to our late colleague, Jim Gwynn, who um, was always a phone call away and, and ready to jump whenever I needed anything. And, um, and so I, you know, for a small institution, um, and, and one that really prides itself on being a liberal arts undergraduate education, a place for li- liberal arts undergraduate education, 
the resources were just incredible, and I think Jim was was a, a big part of that. Um, and the secondly was Chris Kemp, who um, worked with each of the images in the book to make them jump off the page and and, and uh, make up for the fact that many of them are really old uh, and came out of newspapers and came out of old documents and files somewhere in Washington. And Chris was able to clean them up so they looked HD <laughs> and um, new and fresh. And, and you know he's he's thanked in the book, but if, you know, I think him every time I see him. That's good to hear. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. So thank you, Dr. Yellen. Racism in the Nation's Service, Government Workers, and the Color Line in Woodrow Wilson's America is available in Boatwright Library and is on sale in the University Bookstore. Mm-hmm.